On this most recent Monday, President's Day, we celebrate the past presidents of the United States, commander-in-chiefs, and executive branch leaders in our country. Those are those are all the exact same office. So, well, no, never mind. Now, I don't know of many presidents with food allergies, except for Bill Clinton, who apparently had an allergy to dairy, but I'm guessing Jimmy Carter did not have a peanut allergy. Recently, the food allergy community has had some great victories due to presidential actions, as well as defeat. How so? Well, I'll explain. Welcome everyone to Dairy Free Dude. I am Logan Graham, and I'm here to talk to you about how to thrive in a world where dairy products seem to be as common as dirt. In 2013, President Barack Obama, whose daughter Malia has a peanut allergy, signed the School Access to Emergency Epinephrine Act into law. Kind of a long name for a law, but it gives you a clear idea of what it is. But in case there's any doubt, I'll elaborate. This act provides incentives for the states to require schools not only to keep a stash of emergency epinephrine shots, but to train personnel in how to administer them, as well as giving limited legal protection against civil liability for those who act. Because of this law, schools are now much safer than they were before. It was a great boost to the allergy community to have a high-profile individual with a personal connection draw attention to this issue. In recent years, epinephrine prices skyrocketed due to an epinephrine shortage as one major brand was taken off the market for a long time due to technical trouble, and there were manufacturing delays with the other. Currently, there are now five options available for epinephrine. Thankfully, in 2020, our previous president signed an executive order called the Access to Affordable Life-Saving Medications, Executive Order 13937, plus three other executive orders directed at drug pricing to deliver lower costs to American patients. These orders targeted greedy pharmaceutical companies and the games of insurance companies to lower the ungodly high price of epinephrine, making it actually affordable again. Unfortunately, our current president decided to put a 60-day regulatory freeze on the previous president's executive orders, including the one dealing with the pricing for epinephrine. That doesn't make any sense. These four executive orders seemed like a practical way to protect a people group from financial hardship. Of course, there's argument and blame throwing on both sides of the aisle. To me, it seems that the people who are suffering here are caught in the middle. Don't politicians just love to argue about theoreticals? And then we have to actually live with the reality. We all know how the insurance situation in America has gotten completely out of hand. Uber high premiums, less coverage, super high deductibles, and requirement for consumers to bear additional cost via co-pays, co-insurance, and limited service. Sometimes with regulation there's the theoretical, and then there's the practical. Theory is what the desired outcome should be. Practical is what really happens. We did contact our pharmacy to find out what they knew about the situation. The pharmacist said that these rulings do frequently affect the price and supply. 
he did confirm that the pricing increases that may be showing up right now would be mainly hitting people who are getting the medication through health centers and also those who don't carry traditional insurance or whose insurance doesn't have a prescription benefit or insurance with high cost sharing requirements. These people normally pay cash for medications and as such they're not able to have the benefit of reduced pricing deals that have been negotiated between insurance companies and drug manufacturers. That stinks, but the pharmacist also said that when these types of rulings come around, they order supplies and watch the market for three months to see what'll happen. I guess when they see how the pricing is affected practically, for real, not theoretically, then pricing is adjusted to pass on to the customer. Everyone's got to make some money in a transaction or else they can't stay in business. But some of the astronomical pricing structures revealed these past couple of years show there's gouging in the market. Hey! Since we've all learned that the pricing structures for life-saving medications, like epinephrine, are often volatile, and that there are whole people groups that get caught by being unable to afford some of the astronomical pricing. My question is, why was it necessary to freeze the executive order that would have brought some financial relief? No one should be faced with the decision of skipping life-saving medications due to cost especially when the patient has no control over why they have such a condition. We've been in various economic positions over the past several years, so I understand the hardship of not being able to afford your epinephrine. That's just wrong, regardless of where you sit on the politics. The pharmacist thought it was a good idea to refill my epinephrine prescription right away in light of not knowing exactly how this is all going to roll out with the freeze. Another way I found to help us to save was to switch from the brand name to the generic form. That was a huge savings. Another practical tip, take care of your epinephrine injectors like precious babies. Protect them in heat or cold weather. Use protective containers and monitor the expiration dates. You want it to be viable as long as possible. And maybe start saving epinephrine under your mattress. This is Logan Graham, the Dairy Free Dude. Live on!